Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. It's a privilege to be here with you and all of you. I, I just kind of stepped to the platform thinking, man, there's, there's a lot of miracles in this place today. And I, I just want to be able to let God do what He wants to do. Amen. This is your family series and how important it is. We've learned a long time ago in the kingdom of God that if we save everybody else's children and we lose ours, we've really messed up. Amen. I have three beautiful girls that I want to make sure they're saved. I have uh, three okay son-in-laws. Yes, I want them to be saved too. But I have eight grandbabies that are on the top of my list. Every day I call out their names because I don't care what they're facing, what they're going through. Jesus is the only one who can make sure that everything is going to be all right. Amen. It is an honor to have my wife traveling with me. We've been married 43 years, 7 months, and 27 days today. We need three more days and it would be 43 years and 8 months. We do a monthly anniversary, so that way I can keep up with it so easy. Anything after the 23rd, add another month. Anything before the 23rd, you got to put some days in there. So it's a great honor to be here with you. I feel like God's going to do some great things. Thank you, Brother Durant, for allowing me to come. Amen. It's a great privilege to serve and to be a part of the United Pentecostal Church. So I don't know, I don't see a clock, so I don't know what time you guys get done. Maybe the sound folks has already got 32 minutes and counting, so I'll try to, I'll try to stick with that if you're good with that. So just make sure you don't put any ugly signs up there if I go under or whatever. So amen. if you have your Bible, stand with us. Let's go to the book of Luke chapter 13, verse number 11. Uh, thanks again. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. We were here four or five years ago. Uh, we did a Sunday school something for you guys on uh, Saturday, I believe it was. We were here doing Holy Ghost rally, so uh, I'm glad I got to come by uh, the wine country area around here. So praise God. And uh, it's okay to say wine because uh, I believe somebody might be drunk on new wine before you leave here and you can't get a DWI with that. Luke chapter 13, verse number 11. It's kind of a revelatory scripture for me because it says, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Everybody say 18 years. And was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Verse 12 is a revelation scripture for me. And when Jesus saw her, He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately, everybody say immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. The interesting story uh, inside this story is that most people tried to touch Jesus and get to him. But on this particular family series, he saw you when you came in. He knows every one of your situations. 
And I'm just hoping I can be the minister to help him call you. He, he already saw you. He knows who you are. I don't know who you are, so it's not a problem. It's not interested that I know who you are, but he knows who you are. And every load that you are carrying, he's got it covered. I don't care if it's been 18 years or 18 minutes or 18 weeks or 18 days. He's here for you today. Amen, amen. Not only did he see the lady, of course it wasn't hard to see her, but then again she was bent over like this. So she might have been a little harder to see. But he saw her and he called her when he laid his hands on her could I go ahead and say her family got all straightened out <laughs> cool hallelujah hallelujah amen this is the this is the John, the John the Baptist version of your family series Jesus is coming next week okay amen 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 Pastor, would you pray? Ask God's blessings. How about it? Heavenly Father, I pray that every ear would be tuned to the prophetic voice from the man of God. Every situation has been noted in heaven. Every stress point, every concern, every frailty. I pray, God, that as we step into the Holy of Holies and hear the voice of God through the man of God, that, Lord, somehow that you will see us and touch us, make our families whole, blend relationships that have been fractured and estranged, hearts that need to be mended. Use the profound word through the man of God. I bless the hearers. I bless everyone in this place and that are streaming. In your name we believe it. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord this morning. How about it? Let's give him praise. You may be seated. A busy father was looking for a way to entertain his young daughter. He found a map of the world in a magazine and he cut it in pieces. He gave the pieces to his child and suggested that she try to piece the map back together. After a short time, she says, I'm finished. The father was very surprised by how quickly she had done it. He asked her, how did you manage to do it so fast? She replied, I noticed that when you took the page out of the magazine... It had a map of the world on the back of it. And there was a picture of a man and a woman. I thought if I could get the man and woman back together, I could put the world back together. Right. It's amazing. Children from fatherless homes account for 63% of youth suicides. 90% of all homeless and run are 90% of all homeless and runaway youths are involved with this. 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders because the lack of a father. 71% of all high school dropouts come from families that don't have a father. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions came from a fatherless home. 75% of adolescent patients in substance abuse centers were there because of that. To be honest with you today, we do not have any teenagers anymore. We now have screen-agers. Folks who are always looking at the screens. 
spending all kind of time looking at screens. Well, I read those statistics about a fatherless home not to condemn anybody other than that this is a good way for you to meet the eternal father. The one who can take the place of whoever your original father was. Or if you've never had one, he would like to be your father today. In the scripture, I've read a story that said there was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity. She had had it for 18 years. She had grew, grew none better but worse. By all indications, by looking at this story, the spirit of infirmity is one of the unclean spirits in the Bible. And so, to be honest with you today, there are only two kinds of spirit spirits in the world. There are the clean spirits and there are the unclean spirits in our world. I have a friend of mine that works with troubled youth. And uh, he, is, he has a master's degree in education. He follows the rules. And he's done everything he could to help those troubled children in their families. Every once in a while, he gets messages that one of the folks, one of the children that he has been involved with has took an overdose or has committed suicide. He got so disturbed about this until he said, you know what? I've got to do something about it. He's a pastor of a home mission church. And he said, I've got to do something about it. So he tried everything he could, and they were still dying of overdose and suicide. And so he went to his uh, supervisor that was over the state and said, is there any way that I could do a little extra and help these children not to do the things that are wrong? And it was there that the supervisor told him, said, no, 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 we can't do education in school. I mean, religion in school, we can't do that. And I'm still, maybe I should have said, we can't do education in school either, so. And he told the supervisor, they're dying. These children matter to me. I'm trying to save them, but your curriculum won't save them. Your laws and regulations won't save them. And he asked his supervisor, can I do a Bible study with all of these at-risk children after school is over? And he first told him, he said, you know, I can't condone that. I can't. If I heard about that, I'd be fired. He said, I'm not asking you to worry about what happens after school. Just know I'm doing Bible studies with the kids after, after school is over. So he started teaching boys and girls that were at risk and uh, yes, at first they laughed when he was in class. They did all these kind of things that were strange. And he wondered, am I, ever, am I even reaching these kids? They're at risk. Their families are all messed up. They need a really special help. But without any question mark, he just said, well, I'm going to keep teaching the Bible to them. Something's got to work. It was not until one of his students called him and said, Mr. So-and-so, we won't mention his name, but he said, she, uh, she said, I've really enjoyed all that you've taught me, everything that you've given me, but my life has no future. I, I, I can't live another day. And I, I just wanted to call you and let you know I'm about to commit suicide. And at that moment, that pastor, just something hit him. He said, I just can't tell you how happy I am that you put me in the list to call. I am very honored that you would call me. But then he said, there's a voice that just spoke to me and said that that voice that told you to kill yourself is not the voice of God. 
It said it was from God, but it wasn't the voice of God. And he told the young lady, he said, Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give life and life more abundantly. He said on the other end of the phone, the girl was crying. She was weeping. She said, I've had so many relationships that fell through. I've had so many folks that told me they loved me and it was wrong. But she said, for the first time in my life, I feel like when I went to your Bible study, the Lord was speaking to me. He was telling me something and I am not going to commit suicide. She walked back in the next class and as soon as she heard the Bible study, she told the pastor, I'm repenting of my sins today. Next week she was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The next week she got the Holy Ghost. 13 years old. Had already faced everything that the world could throw at her. But at age 13 she started speaking in tongues. When the Holy Ghost came into her life. She felt a brand new life and a brand new vision in her personal life. It was at that moment that the teacher of the class called a special group of people. I'm changing the name for the sake of security of somebody else. We're just going to call it Cora, the one that got the Holy Ghost. And from that moment on, anybody that felt like nobody cared, they had to join Cora's team. Here we have a 13-year-old, never knew anything about the apostolic doctrine, but she's telling folks, listen, when you've tried everything and you've done everything you can do, there is help. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And my director says, you know what? Ever since there was a breakthrough that one day, we've had no overdoses. We've had no suicides. Why? Because one little girl made the difference in somebody's life. You know, that's what I believe about our families. Amen. Amen. I know in California, you really want all of your families to be saved. I know we may have some strange families. We may have some families that looks like they are dysfunctional. But I'd like to tell you today, Jesus would like to make all of your families get rid of the dis and make them functional. Somebody shout hallelujah. In the story I've read for you is a unique story. A lady that's been struggling with a spirit of infirmity. Day by day, she's got the tilt, okay? And so I'm over 60, and so I have to be careful that that tilt don't get in my step. I want to make sure I got pep in my step and not a tilt in my wilt. But can you imagine every day something started happening? She started tilting to a place like this. And finally, after 18 years, she was bent over and she could in no wise lift up herself. Now, are you really old-fashioned folks around here? I'm just checking to be sure. Maybe you're modern. But would anybody like to go back to Bible days? Would you like to do that? Oh, good. That's great. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We're going back to Bible days, okay? We're going back to Bible days. This is old-fashioned, okay? In Bible days, everybody in the audience stood. And the speaker sat down. Y'all like that? 
No, you don't like it. I can tell by looking at you. You can go ahead and be seated. So when this lady came in, guess what she saw? Nothing but the floor. Pastor Duras, I personally believe, this was the first children's ministry director in the Bible. Because while everybody else was standing, she walked in. And she checked out all the babies. How y'all doing down there? It was right on her level. And she knew every one of the children that were in that church because that's all she could see. Amen, amen. So, uh, sir, right here on the front row, would you move down two notches and I want you to stand up, okay? Just stand up. We're just trying to give an example. This is what service looked like for her. We pray the guy in front of us took a good bath. We pray that he cleaned up good because she was closer to smells than she was to anything else. You can be seated. I'm just trying to give an example, okay? The only thing that I could see good about this woman was when she laid down at night, she never had acid reflux. But one good thing about this story was even though everything wasn't perfect in her life, she kept showing up at church. She kept coming to the house of God. She wasn't waiting till everything is perfect. I want to tell somebody in this audience today, you don't have to have a perfect life to be here. Just keep coming. The miracles coming where you are, what you are facing, just keep showing up. I, I don't know if I should even do this or not. Pastor, would you forgive me for 30 seconds? Just, just wipe it clear off the map. Amen, we got Pastor Mark gone, so I can go ahead and do this after he's gone. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that the first rapper started in Luke 13, verses 11 through 13. I think she was an official rapper, okay? Amen, here's my 30 seconds. Wipe it clear if we can. I am going to church. No, no, she didn't rap. But she did use something that started with an R, something that started with an A, and something that started with a P. When she came into church on this particular occasion, Jesus saw her. When she came in this particular time, Jesus called for her. I really want to know what she did to get Jesus' attention. Now, I've been in hundreds, maybe thousands of services, and I've seen the Holy Ghost move on a row and only one person respond. Now, what is that? Is that God has a respected person? No, 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 that's not it. God just recognized something about people, and it's like a cloud's in this place, and he's ready to touch somebody, but until you do a few things... I don't mean to upset your song. You say, if you don't, God, if you don't move, if you're not here, I'm not going to move. I'm going to move whether he's here or not because I want him to know I'm in his house. I'm in his presence. Can you imagine how many people she had heard talking about her? Who is that woman? She, she looks afflicted. 
She looks like something ain't right. Can't she go to the doctor and get some help? She keeps showing up every service. She keeps coming. Can anybody straighten this woman out? Now, I'm going to speak from a boy's side. If I would have saw somebody come in like that, I'd have tapped my mama and said, Mama, if you'll let me get out in the aisle, I'll I'll straighten that woman up. But that's the wrong thing to do. Because I'd like to tell this church, number one, if you're going to straighten out anybody, that's not your job. That's his job. That's these folks' job, all right? Oh, I don't think they're dressed right. That ain't your job. I don't think they're... That ain't your job. You better let everything that's got green hair come on in. Everything that's got purple come on in. If they got a thousand and two tattoos, come on in. You're in a church that knows how to realize some people are broken when they come in the back door, but they're not going to stay broken. Come on, everybody stand. Let me tell you what I believe the first thing happened in this woman's life that caused Jesus to see her. I think personally, after all these years, she had heard all these things She's trying to blame it on her kin folks, trying to blame it on the in-laws, the outlaws. It was a pastor's job. The music folks didn't sing the right kind of song. And she had blamed everything on everybody else. But when she came to the conclusion, it's not their fault. It's not anybody else's fault. It's not my family. It's my fault. And ladies and gentlemen, I think for the first time, this woman started repenting. Come on, she started repenting. And this is what I want us to do at this moment. We got 12 minutes and we got to wrap up. The sound man said, I'm done by then. The sound's going off. So I got to keep pushing, okay? I want to give you an opportunity to repent. If this is your first time, you can repent. God, I'm sorry for anything I've done wrong. I'm sorry for anything that I saw that I shouldn't have saw. I'm sorry for anything that I read that I shouldn't have read. Come on, just for a little while, let's do a little repenting. Come on, let's do a little asking God to forgive us of anything we've ever done wrong. Come on, open up your mouth and repent. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Come on, clap your hands if you feel like God heard your repentance. I'm sorry, God. Please forgive me. Please, please be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, after all my studying of the Bible, my 45th year to be a minister, there is one thing that God will never overlook, and that's repentance. He can see you in the back back there. I can't get back to you, but I'm coming. When you repent, he focuses in on you. Oh, Lord, this man can sing, and now he's repenting. He sees you. There's no option about does he care. He sees you. I don't know how y'all folks feel or not. I I don't really care if you see me or not. But I want him to see me. 
in every one of my broken state, in every one of my situations, I want him to see me. When she fully repented, Jesus knew that woman's getting ready for something that's about to take place. And he saw her. Well, I told you there was a rap, wasn't it? A R-A-P, thank you for, you wanting the A next, right? The A is this, everybody needs to straighten out their attitude. Everybody's got an attitude, please raise your hand. Everybody in this building better raise your hands because you just got an attitude. That could be good, it could be bad, but everybody's got an attitude. I pastored for 23 years. You know what? You can't make a sanctuary cool enough. You can't make it warm enough. You can't make the music just right. It's so loud in here. Ladies and gentlemen, hell, it's going to be pretty loud too. But I say go ahead and get excited. Get loud if you want to. You're probably saying that preacher's loud. That's okay. I am not going to get an attitude about my church. But you know what she did? She got her attitude straightened out. So when Jesus saw her, he called for her. Me, me? He calling for me? I mean, I've been over. I've been this way for 18. He's calling. For, yes, he's calling for you. So I believe everybody's got to repent. You got to get your attitude straight. And the third thing you got to do is, I think when she heard him call her, call her and say, come up here. At that moment, she realized, I can't get close to him unless I praise him. She had to put her praise on. Jesus called me. Jesus saw me. Jesus wants me. It's been a long time since you broke out of that altar, in that aisle, and say, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you some praise. Somebody said, well, it ain't all in the shout. I know it, but it ain't all sitting down either. You want him to see you, let him know you're in the house. Let him know you want to praise him. Ain't no alcoholic going to outpraise me. Ain't no country music star going to outpraise me. So ladies and gentlemen, she got her repentance lined up. She got her attitude lined up. She got her praise lined up. And when Jesus saw her coming up to the front, he gave a command. Woman, thou art loosed. And everybody said nothing happened. Because God put a little situation in there. It says, is there any Mary in the house? No, is there, what is it? James, whatever it is. Oh, whatever. It, 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 
first it says something. It said, let them pray. Is there any Mary in the house? Let them sing psalms. Which I believe this is just for the musicians, not for you folks. If you sing in tune, sing loud. If you sing out of tune, sing low. Because Jesus said, low, I'm with you. So if it's left up to me how I sing in this church, I got to sing low. But he said, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Praying for them in the name of the Lord. That the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. You know, when your pastors lay their hands on you, it's more than one more, more than one ingredient. They're praying that you may be healed. But the rest of that part says, and if they have committed any sins, just by, I'm trying to be clean so you can lay hands on me, Pastor Durant. When Jesus put his hands on the woman, he had already said, woman, thou art loose. But when he put his hands on her, she stood up straight. Don't leave the ministry out of your miracle. All right, we're all done. Sal man, so I got five minutes, so I got to quit. Is there anybody in here that needs a miracle this morning? I want you to come down. I just need one person's all I need. One person. If you need a miracle, come on up front. Come up on the stage. That's good. We got, we got one already, so. Hold on, y'all. Everybody, stay put. Stay put. Everybody, stay put right now. I, I don't know who this girl is. I'm just a guest here. All right. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm gonna get in trouble, but I'm gonna do what God wants to do. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret to this scripture is this: If God's put a sickness or a disease upon you, I can't knock it off. I can't touch it. I can't reverse the curse. All I can tell you is that if Satan has sent anything your way by the authority of the Word of God and the name of Jesus Christ. We can rebuke that power. You see, when Jesus saw that woman, he called for her. He said, she's a child of Abraham, the seed of the promise. And it's not a sickness. It's not a disease. It is a spirit of infirmity from the devil. And when Jesus laid his hands on her, he asked the man, Satan, get off her back. Was that all I needed? He just got off my back. Ma'am, I don't know what you need today, but I want you to get your repentance on. I want you to get that attitude all straightened out, okay? I want you to get your praise on. Because whatever's coming your way, if God wants you to go through with it, I can't help you. But if the enemy has caused any kind of thing, by the name of Jesus Christ, thou art loosed. From thine infirmity. 
Come on, I need my ministry team up here. I need my ministry team up here. Come on, I need you. There's miracles in this building. They're fixed to sing the end of my sermon, okay? Because if your family is all mixed up and all messed up, Jesus is here to put it all back together. I don't care if you got 20 backsliders in your church, in your family, he's here to put them back together. It wasn't God that did it. Because he said, I came to heal. I came to save. I came to deliver. Satan came to steal, heal, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give life. And I've come to give it more abundantly. So if anybody here needs a miracle, if anybody here has backslidden children, if anybody here has backslidden family, get as close to the front as you can. And when these ministers lay their hands on your head, you're going to be loosed in the name of Jesus Christ because he thought I was worth saving. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.